Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And thank you for your support to my channel, my podcast, uh, that I talk about different issues um, in India and all over the world. And also relating to our, our Vedic civilization. Um... When I was young and I went to Delhi for the first time on holiday uh, with my parents, it was the summer vacation. I don't remember which year it was really because it's been such a long time ago. But I remember passing, we were in a car, and it was, it was the summer, it was hot, and my God, we couldn't stand. It. it was so hot. Never seen such heat before in my life. But it was beautiful to be in Delhi. I mean, you know, as kids, we were so excited. Delhi, my God. And we passed by the Parliament building. And my dad says, Look, look, that's the Parliament building, the seat of power. He was so proud of it because he was a freedom fighter. And he said, This is the seat of power. Uh, the government sits here. And I asked my father, but who is the government? Is it one person? Is it hundreds of people? Who are they? How many people are the government? He says, no, well, they're different people looking after different things. But I said, but you know, but daddy, who, how many people are there? And I couldn't figure out, but I was, I knew I felt this pride, the power behind India was sitting in that building and they were controlling the entire land. It was magnificent. The, the pride that I felt, I remember vividly sitting in that car, um, riding up, uh, riding up, I think it was Janpat, I don't know, and passing by the, the, the center, the, the, the parliament building, the, uh, you know, the Bhavan, um, and, and it was really great. Um, I've been to Delhi many times after that as an, uh, an adult, but this first visit was amazing. Uh, we visited many places in, in, in Delhi and in, in Agra and all of the above, but just being in the capital was like, oh my God, I went to Delhi. So today, my dear friend, we've come, we, we, this weekend, we're going to come to a new milestone, should I say, on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. The new Central Vista project is going to be announced. It's going to be inaugurated. It is the new parliament building, and it is going to be a magnificent parliament. The power of the Indian democratic system, the seat of power, it is going to be resting in this new building. Um, the old building. Uh, has witnessed, vetted many a storms, witnessed the freedom struggle from the colonial rule, witnessed many historical milestones, and the existing building served as an independent India first parliament um, and witnessed the adoption of the Constitution of India. Thus conserving and rejuvenating the rich heritage of the parliament building is a matter of national importance, an icon of Indian democratic spirit. Uh, the parliament building sits at uh, the heart of the central vista. Uh, India's present parliament is a colonial era building designed by British architects, If for people who don't know, um, Sir Edwin Lutyens and Mr. Herbert Baker. It took six years to build, 1921 to 1927, originally called the Council Hall. The buildings housed the Imperial Legislative Council. Um, the Parliament building witnessed the addition of two floors in 1956 to address the demand for more space in, uh, uh, for more space. Um, 
in 2006, the Parliament was at a uh, Parliament Museum was added um, to showcase 2,500 years of rich democratic uh, heritage of India, and the building has been modified to a large extent uh, to suit uh, the modern Parliament. Um, like I said, the initial uh, building was built by Sir Edwin Latians, uh, and that's why we have a big place in Delhi called Latians Delhi. Uh, Herbert Baker, as would, as that would give the feel of the Colosseum designed to the huge council house, it was then known. It was popularly believed that the unique circular shape of the Chausat Yogini Temple in Morena, Madhya Pradesh, had inspired the design for the council house, though it has no historical proof of this. Uh, now we've come to a new parliament building. Construction was started in, sorry, the the old parliament building was started in 1921, completed in 27, a hundred year old heritage grade one building. Um, over the years, it is in, you know, it has expanded uh, parliamentary activities, number of people working there, uh, but there's no recorded document of the original building, um, design of the building. Therefore, the new construction and modification have, have been done um, in an ad hoc manner. For example, the two new stories constructed in 56 over the outer circular part of the building hid the dome of the central hall and changed the facade of the original building. Furthermore, the coverings of the windows have been reduced, have reduced the natural light in the hall of the two houses of parliament. And therefore, showing signs of distress and overutilization, it is not able to meet the current demands. The seatings obviously were great for its time, but uh, for, for the new day, it doesn't work. The number of Lok Sabha seats in the old building have remained unaltered at 545 based on the delimitation carried out on the basis of the 1971 census. It is likely to increase substantially after 2026 as the freeze on the total number of seats is only till 2026. The Central Hall has seen a seating capacity for 440 people. When the joint sessions are held, the problem of limited seats amplifies due to the limited space for movement it is a huge security risk in comes the new building my friend the central vista project if you can see it on my screen if you're watching me on facebook um, absolutely um, the new parliament building reflects this, the the aspirations of 1.4 crow sorry 1.4 billion indians uh we can see on my screen, if you're following me on Facebook, this the um, the the absolute uh, uh, blueprint for the new parliament. On the left side, you have the current parliament building house, the council, old council house, and the new one looks like the like a triangle. Um, it sort of meets each other at at various points in the, um, at the same level, same latitude, should I say, doesn't touch each other at all. Uh, you have the central lounge, you will have uh, right in the center. Um, you have on, uh, on the north side, you have um, 
the central hall, the central lounge. On the north, you have the central hall joint session. Um, the Lok Sabha seating on the top. Below, uh, the southern side is the Rajya Sabha uh, and the offices um, on the periphery. So great new blueprint for this. Uh, absolutely stunning. And of course, you have uh, the new parliament building exi and ex existing parliament building to work together as an ensemble. This will facilitate the smooth and efficient functioning of the operations, which means that the old building will not be brought down, my dear friends. The, uh, I, I repeat, the old buildings will not be brought down. Absolutely magnificent. Uh, if you're watching my screen, this is this is great. Um, Green everywhere, green spaces, a lot of space for work, security, um, and all of the above. So we have over here, we have the Lok Sabha chamber, and you can, you can see the whole design on my Facebook page. If you're watching me, it is absolutely stunning. Um, this is, of course, a blueprint for it. You see the old building, the wiring coming out, the paint gone, the plaster gone, the old building does not have the uh, technology uh, that is required for today. Um, but it was great for its era. I mean, every, every, every building is made for its era, not for, you know, 200, 300 years in the future. Um, it, it gives me goosebumps and it, it makes me very emotional to see this, to know the hundred years of history that we have gone through. And, and, and I, I got tears in my eyes. I'm so grateful for everything that has happened. The freedoms and opportunities we enjoy today are because a lot of the people, a lot of the work the people put into the old building and their memories live on. Whether we like them, we don't agree them, we don't agree with them. It is important to say thank you at this junction for the memories, the sacrifices, the support that all our leaders, all our ancient uh, ancients have made for us who have come to this day today. Um, and I, I'm crying right now. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Um, I'm sitting on the other side of the world, for those who don't know. I'm not sitting in India. And so for me, you know, um, I've given it up out of choice, but I still, you know, they say, Dil hai Hindustani. So my, 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 my heart will always be Hindustani. And to see this, uh, because my father was a freedom fighter, um, you know, he was so, he gave everything to the country. He was very, very great. Um, and, and he instilled in us the pride um, of that native land. And we are so grateful to the Bharatiya civilization. And that old parliament building represents all of it. And But there is a changing of the baton. And that's important to say. We have to evolve. We have to move on. And the new Central Vista project will... Um, would help the, f the aspirations of every single Indian, uh, make us proud, Atma Nirbhav Bharat, and here we are, absolutely beautiful. You see the Central Vista project on my screen. Um, the lighting, the seating, the space, 
the projection, um, the safety, the fire safety, technology, uh, protection of our leaders, whether opposition or those in power. Um, um, it, it's... Um, it's absolutely stunning. So you have the Lok Sabha chamber on one side and then the Raja Sabha chamber on the other side. And that is important to see. Um, at first I thought the ceiling was coming down, uh, but no, it's not. It's just the way the lighting is set. Um, you also have seating for uh, people, visitors. Uh, on my screen right now, it's it's uh, visitors who want to go and visit and watch the proceedings. Absolutely stunning. Um, you know, you're just proud to be from this land. And uh, thank you so much to all those who have been part of it, who built this. So the progress until today, the employment generated is 23 lakh uh, people in, uh, f who have been employed directly and indirectly into this 26,000 tons of steel use if I'm not mistaken um, sorry I'm going to take it back 23 lakh man days of employment generate man days okay 26,000 tons of steel 63,000 tons of cement uh, and uh, yeah absolutely fly ash used I don't know what fly ash is but 9,600 um, so we see that the new parliament and the old parliament uh, will remain over here uh, you have on your left you have the sunset choke the choke uh, Lok Sabha Marg on the red right you have the red cross road um, the existing building to be retrofitted after construction of the new building. So it'll be retrofitted, updated, because we know there's a lot of uh, old stuff that will go, uh, technology, plastering, it will be re retrofitted. Um, and you'll have the new parliament building that will be used in the meanwhile. But both will remain there. Um, the new parliament building and the restored one will be jointly used to house all facilities that are today located in the existing parliament building. So there'll be more space spread out and it will be absolutely gorgeous. So if you want to uh, take a look at it, you can go to the Government of India website on Google. It's centralvista.gov.in and uh, you can see the new parliament building absolute uh, magnificent place um, you can also look at the Kartavia part the common central secretariat um, a lot and a lot of um, a lot of absolute great planning um, pictures and information regarding um, regarding our ancients regarding the seat of power and thank you to every single one of our of the workers who work there, the engineers, the architects, the people who are involved. Um, absolutely amazing. And um, we thank you on behalf of the generations to come. So something else that I wanted to tell you is obviously you know of all the issues that have been going on, um, all the issues that have been going on with the boycott and so on and so forth. Um, 
of of the Central Vista pro of the um, project of the of the project that's going to be inaugurated, the Central Vista project going to be inaugurated soon. I think we all know about it, and it's absolutely, um, absolutely, really, it's. To me, it's disgusting. Okay, um, I I don't I don't see why people do it because they have sold their they've based their opposition on hate, uh, and they've been intolerant hate 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 negativity for so long for nine years. Now they cannot go back on it. They still have to sing that ridiculous song. So they just won the Karnataka uh, elections, and they think now that their their ego is so boosted that they have to. They have to continue with their hate speech and their negativity and their intolerance because that's what they've sold to the people. So if they go back on it, they'll say, but how can you call someone, name call someone, and now you're going back to the government, uh, to the parliament building? How can you oppose it and now being part of the project? You can't do that. Um, so they have sold, they have polarized their own selves so much that they have now no place to hide or go. They have to go into the dark alleys to hide their hide their name and their face in shame because they've been they've shamed themselves for so long and that is absolutely disgusting so i i do want to talk about something very important um that came up um and we've had a lot of talk about it recently um the send goal okay uh, how I, I read this uh, on my Facebook page. There is, I've, I've pasted it, uh, an article written by a very nice uh, subscriber of mine and, and, and vice versa because I'm a subscriber of his. And it's called, his name is Srinivasan. And um, he put a lovely, lovely post on it. And I'm going to read it to you. And it says, how many of us knew what a skepta was today? Or oh, the Sengal. Has anyone heard of it? No one from my generation, at least. A nation ignorant of its traditions and one which doesn't wear its traditions proudly on its sleeves is in deep slumber only. When Mountbatten asked ne how Nehru wished to symbolically represent the transfer of power from the British to the Indians, Nehru sought to help the help of Rajaji. Rajaji enlightened Nehru about the ancient Tamil tradition where the head priest would hand over a sceptre to the new king during the coronation ceremony. This idea was approved and, and uh, Tiruvandurai, now Malayali Torai, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, um, Adaninam was roped in. This Shaivite mutt of Maikanda tradition was formed in late 15th century. The 20th pontiff Ambavalana Desikar of the Adaniman took charge of this discharging of this duty to the nation. Um, Vumidi Bangaru fa uh, family in Madras, uh, now Chennai, made the gold sprayed scepter with Rishaba on the top, worth around 15,000 rupees then. The, the junior Adinam uh, Tambiram Pandara Swam, uh, Swamigal received the scepter from Mount Batten. At the 14th of August, 11.45 p.m. Uh, he sanctified it with holy water and verses from the Kolaru Padigam were chanted to prevent an untoward influence of 
of the planet. At the last, as the last line was recited, the Swamigal gave the scepter to Nero, completing the transfer of power. It means the planet shall not affect the new ones reciting these verses. That is the rulers. They will rule well at all times. This is my order. Um, at the stroke of midnight, when the whole world slept, India awoke to life and freedom with the sounds of the holy Tevaram. Today, this scepter, a symbol of regalia and sovereignty, is brought back from the museum to the new parliament building. This new India shall awaken from its slumber and to its peak glory with the blessing of all the saints. It is, isn't it intriguing that someone who has presumably written the authoritative historic document of India, that is the discovery of India, had to consult Sri Raja Gopalachari as to how symbolically represent the transfer of power. There are two Indias today. One India is the one Pandaji discovered, the anglicized, materialistic, and colonialistic India. The other is rooted in Bharatiya traditions and culture. For that, he had to consult Rajaji. And the, Seneg and the Sengal was kept in the Allahabad Museum, labeled as a gold walking stick gifted to Nehru. An insult, my dear friends. The entire ceremony in 1947 brushed under the carpet and the tryst of with destiny touted and quoted. That was Nehru's speech, obviously. Impossible to forgive Nehru for this disdain of civilization and her roots and traditions. The only sarkar that can make Hindus equal citizens in Hindustani is Narendra Modi. Now at least, Hindus are unapologetic. Um, about their beliefs and ideals. More and more Indians in India, and as well as abroad, are inspired by Modiji to become proud, unapologetic Sanatanis. But yes, this is only a beginning. We need a lot more. My dear friends, uh, this is what I want to bring to you, the pride of India, the pride of our ancients, the pride of our Bharatiya civilization. We were put to sleep, my friends. We were put to sleep by a secular scam. And today we are no longer sleeping. I invite you to wake up. I invite you to share this podcast with your friends and wake up your friends if they have are sleeping. If they were put to sleep by the uh, ignorant and untaught, intolerant um, ideology of secularism, the scam of multiculturalism, um, the theft of our Vedic roots, the colonial hangover of the Abrahamic forces that have invaded our land, and together as people of a nation, of a, of a land, um, I invite you to rise up and do something as small as small can get, but contribute in your own way by uh, giving free tuition lessons, uh, educational lessons to a poor child, to helping someone with their lessons, to paying fees for a small um, for for a small uh, uh, poor uh, poor person for uh, helping someone with their f uh, with giving them clothes by giving them food by by mentoring them just mentor them uh, a little bit of mentoring my dear friends um, 
and we will all rise. Together we will hold hands. Remember, we are the same currents in the same ways. It's our currents that form the waves and we need to heal. We, have, we need to remove the labels that divide us and heal from the inside. And understand, every junction in life, make it into an intellectual laboratory, learn, improve, and use that knowledge to be ready for the success at sunrise the next day. Because every time the sun sets, the sun rises again, and we have a chance to do it all over again. My parents, my dear friends, signed up for Bharat, not some secular nonsense that trashed our Vedic civilization. So I say to you today, rise up, O Bharat, with the rising sun, bask in her glory, give thanks to our ancestors and the knowledge she left us. She healed the, wor the world and still does. Her teachers imparted knowledge to the universe and still do. Her CEOs ran the commerce of the planet in ancient times and still do today. Now it's time for her children and grandchildren to do the same. Heal my fellow Bharatvasis, for your kingdom is eternal. Bharat Mata Ki Jai. Thank you, my friends, for joining me today. Uh, I wish you a great weekend. Don't forget to, to listen and to join in the podcast for the new parliament building, um, her honor and the honor of our Bharatiya civilization. Thank you once again. Share this podcast. Peace, my friends, and heal.